Welcome to Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Good morning, Texas. Good morning, the United States of America. Good morning to the entire world. And of course, we can't forget the areas where Howard and Jack have gotten the 100,000 watts of KPFT signal to be blown through Louisiana and other places. Today is a very, 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 very special day because it is Lo El Cumpleaños, the birthday of a special person, Howard Reynolds. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, sir. How are you doing this morning? Lord. Eek. <laughs> Something's going on here. What's going on? We don't know. Okay. We don't know what's going on. The tin cans and string must have got wet somewhere along the way. Yeah, it just whistled. Okay. Well, good morning to Bangor, Maine. Why the heck not? <laughs> well, you know, Toronto. No, well, it's true. It Dang. seems like the strings may be working now, or is it still not working? No, or what do no, we have? We don't know. We got a whistle on our string here for some reason. The tin cans and string are probably wet this morning for some reason. And for some reason, it's raining out there. Uh, yes. And I want to encourage folks who are driving on the roads today, please be careful in this storm because, well, there's a lot of water on the road and you got to go slow. Okay. And that's about all I got to say. It's another birthday. One year away from 70, <laughs> getting to be pretty darn old here. But my youthful outlook will save me. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Jack, what you got <laughs> for us today? You were over there busily working on something. All right. Uh, this is this is about what's happened to our government. <clears throat> you know, what has happened to our government? It's been outcapitalized. You. So citizens, if government is outcapitalized, meaning you, the citizen voter, have been outcapitalized. The politicians left and right have been off, have been bought off. Supreme Court has been co-opted. The Supreme Court justices, justices are in the hip pocket of the corporate industrialist. The Supreme Court is stacked six to the right. Two to the left with Chief Justice Roberts, a Bush-installed uh, justice, just because he could sit that post for 50-plus years. So, people, you are outcapitalized, and the Supreme Court is stacked against you. And for the corporate industrial and stacked towards the corporate industrialist, so you lose your vote is the only thing that can change that. That's so right. Register, vote early, and vote often. Now remember, capitalists, the rat you buy today, a.k.a. politician, with the rat that's going to bite you tomorrow. Yeah. 
So what the, goes round comes round. It does. It does. Well, you know, we've just about taken over a show here. So let's give the show back to Egberto and find out why we're squealing here. Well, you know, uh, first of all, I tell you, don't look a day past 49. That's the first thing that I want to say. And uh, folks, and let me tell you why. This guy eats right. When you see him at the studio eating that good salmon and that good food that he can cook because he's a good cook too. So uh, if you want to know what's all about good, healthy living, check out brother Howard Lennox. Anyway, happy birthday, my brother. Glad to see you here around another year, of course. Thank you. But folks, let you know, yeah, let, let me tell you, uh, Jack is absolutely right. And, you know, uh, I got a call. I think I told you guys I was going to play this for you today. But I got a call from a woman. Her name is Barbara. And she told her Medicare story. And, and what I've been telling all of you is, um, you know, a lot of times we talk in technical terms. Uh, you know, the marginal propensity to consume of a population is X, Y, Z. or if inflation goes up a certain amount and the GDP moves a certain degree, you know, you know, people, that's important to know, but it's not something that you have to know because people also feel. Good morning, Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. So um, one of the reasons I like to get things in story forms is because others, if, if, if one person's story is on air. There are thousands of that same story that is occurring. I want you to hear that again. If you hear one person tell a story, that story applies to thousands of people who are in our vicinity, who are in our country. And that's the reason why I love featuring stories and why I ask you as well to call 713-526-5738 with your story. Seven one three five two six five seven three eight. So bad, bad. I called into the uh, my three o'clock show, and I I got a clip of that, and I wanted to play that because bad, bad. I told her Medicare story and her path back from Medicare Advantage to Medicare to traditional Medicare again, and she was lucky for the reasons that we've discussed here on the program before. After I play the clip, I want to go into the discussion that this blog post that I wrote for this clip has created at the Daily Coast, one of the largest progressive blog websites in the country. The kind of some of the discussions that that brought in and it brings right back into context what Brother Jack just had to talk about. And in effect, uh, if we don't take responsibility for not allowing them to mislead us, for not allowing them to, uh, to, to, to put it bluntly, to rape us, uh, we have to take responsibility for ourselves. So anyway, let me go ahead and play that clip with Barbara, and then we'll take it on the other Side. Let me cue that up. And here we go. Hello, uh, you're calling Politics Done Right live on air. How can I help you? I um, am 76 years old. 
when I got my um my Medicare um at sixty five, um, I didn't know the difference between Medigap and um the Medicare Advantage. So I ended up getting a Medicare Advantage in Minnesota and I'm in Michigan. I got a Medicare Advantage here. And when I had my wrist broken a couple of years ago, um, they would have, I would have had to pay a few thousand dollars because I needed surgery on it. And luckily, the hospital, because I'm poor enough, I was able to get um, the extra money uh, paid by the hospital. So th- this last fall, I contacted a representative in. Michigan to find out how I could get Medigap. And I'm very healthy. Um, I ended up calling Allstate Insurance and I was able to get Medigap and I decided to get Plan N, which is um, covers everything except your uh, copays. And um, I just want to say I was so disappointed with Medicare Advantage. It was like almost like having no insurance at all. But I want to tell people that you should work on getting um, your Medigap because it's possible. Also, when I went in for my wrist, since I had the hospital helping me, I checked out um, a problem on my forehead. It turned out to be cancerous. So I had surgery done on that, and um, the um, I was still under, you know, that Medicare Advantage, and they wouldn't cover part of it, but I had the help of the hospital. So um, I was so happy the day that I could cancel that all my Medicare Advantage was canceled. And that I wouldn't have to worry, because I'm 76, about future problems. Yay! <laughs> Let me tell you, um, I, I, Barbara, your your testimony, uh, uh, something that happened to you is more important than anything I could have possibly say. I want to thank you so kindly for you calling into the program and telling us your story. And uh, I, I, this story is going to be played in other places because it is important for somebody who lived through what you lived through. I want to, I, I want to reiterate one thing about your discussion here and a, a very important part of your discussion. You were able to jump back from Medicare Advantage to traditional Medicare and you could afford the Medigap because you were still healthy and didn't have to go through the uh, what what they call not amortization that you didn't have to go through the actual tables again. So uh, you're st- for anybody who's listening right now, they should follow your lead, and that is as if you're still healthy, go ahead and switch back to your traditional. Medicare. Anything else you'd like to say, Barbara, before before you go? Um, I was just uh, surprised to get on the air. <laughs> That's why I was so stumbled at first. 
but let me know, just tell you, I, 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 I want to encourage again, people. I encourage people not to fall for the the Medicaid, uh, the Medicare Advantage. I also had a dental plan through that, and they hardly, I mean, dentists up here, I'm in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, there's only a few dentists, so I was really limited, and um, none of them would take take it, the, the Michigan Medicare Advantage. So I have a new dental plan, too, that I can go anywhere in the United States that takes it. So, yay, I'm happy. Now, Barbara, 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 I just love that you called here and told us your story. Thank you so kindly. And please keep listening. Let people know about the program so that we can make many people aware of this reality. Because, like I said, your testimony is much better than anything I could have possibly said. Thank you so kindly for calling. You're welcome. And thank you. Have a great day. Folks, that that story made my day. First of all, I'm happy, first of all, for Barbara. Okay. Uh that that it worked out for her was exceptional. Exceptional. If you are on Medicare Advantage and you are healthy, see what it will take to go back to traditional Medicare before it's too late. In effect, that is what Barbara just said. Let's remember that. Let's remember that. And I, I want to point out something else. Barbara was in Michigan. She had originally gotten Medicare Advantage in, uh, in, in Minnesota. And then she moved uh, to Upper Peninsula in, uh, in Michigan. But there's another thing that's important for folks to understand. In other states, because those other states have something called the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, a lot of hospitals and other entities have the wherewithal to help out those that fall below the, the that falls under the curve, if you will. But here in Texas, because we have voted in what I can only address based on the outcome, murderers into our elected positions leading our state, our state representatives, who by choice decided not to accept. And I repeat this ad nauseum. We get new, call, new callers, new listeners every day. And for those who hear me say it before, I'm sorry that I'm being repetitious, but remember, we get new people in constantly. For the Republicans that we have elected into office as our state representatives and our state senators, not only do we have a, a, a system that allows the corporate, uh, the corporate entities that Jack has spoken about to come in, take over, our healthcare mislead, misinform our people into accepting a plan that ultimately, you may love it now, but ultimately based on the math of the problem will be detrimental to them because of that. And because we have 
what I call a murderous legislature that refuses to accept the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act that would give up to 20% of the people in Texas the health insurance that they cannot afford but would be provided for 10% of the cost to every Texan that doesn't have insurance. A state would only be responsible for 10% of the budget, a state that has a huge surplus because of its oil, extraordinarily amount of oil money that we have and many other reasons. They chose for ideological reasons not to give our Texas residents that care that, our, that, that Texas is already paying for. Texas is already, every, every Texas citizen that is paying taxes on their paychecks, there's a part of that check called the Medicare portion of your, uh, if you take a look at what you pay every year, or every, every, every paycheck, you pay FICA, which takes care of Social Security, uh, which is about six point something percent. You pay six point something percent. Your your employer pay. You pay half of your Medicare taxes on all of your income. You pay half of that. Your employer pays half. Sole proprietors like myself, we pay fifteen percent total, which means we pay our own FICA. We pay our own Medicare total. People. We are paying for the Medicare expansion to the Affordable Care Act because the state of Texas refused to accept Obamacare and the Medicaid expansion to that process, which the only reason they made it optional is that the senator died and couldn't modify the plan. Again, it's a long story of what occurred in 2009, 2010, but anyhow. But we as a state decided not to take it, and it has killed thousands of Texans. The party that goes out there in Austin and talks about being the party that believes in the sanctity of life has killed thousands of Texans. Now, all, for anybody who wants to discuss that, dispute that, argue that, have a conversation about that, please feel free to give a call at 713-526-5738. But for those who have put those people into office, do remember the implicit complicity of the debts of some of our neighbors right here in our state. But back to the story about Barbara. Barbara, uh, a good thing happened with Barbara. Yes, she broke her wrist, but that was an accident. Yes, she had a melanoma on her forehead, but that was localized. So when it was time for her to attempt to go back to Medicare, traditional Medicare, remember, traditional Medicare is the law. Everybody at 65 automatically has traditional Medicare. It is by law that as an American citizen, you qualify for great health care, Medicare, standard Medicare. But there's a problem with standard Medicare. 
because these crooks want to be able to give you a reason to fool you into buying Medicare Advantage, they make, they force the politicians not to give you dental, not to give you, uh, not to give you uh, eye care, vision, and not to give you ears, and meaning hearing, and they keep that twenty percent. That 20% thing on your head, that 20% is just there to give the private insurance a piece of the pie. So they created something called Medigap. But the breakdown is as follows, though. If you get into, if at 65, when you're eligible for Medicare, standard Medicare, you can get Medigap at the same price anybody gets it, whether you are healthy or not. And it's generally cheap. And your Medigap program with, with some frills can give you the uh, dental hearing, like, like uh, Barbara spoke about, dental hearing, all of that for a minimal cost, as well as uh, Medicare Part D. They, they can kind of put it all together to give you an affordable price. Again, it's a private sector giving it, so it still costs more than if we just let the government take care of the whole damn thing. But, you know, they pay them off to even give the piece of the standard Medicare pie. But it's still better than having the Medicare advantage altogether. But ultimately, what we should have is health care for all, Medicare for all. We're, nobody worries about wait until 65. Nobody worries about whether healthcare can bankrupt them. Nobody. And we can afford it. The fact that we pay more than two times the highest price country in healthcare right now says that our healthcare system is wasteful. And how do we know it is wasteful as well? Because our outcomes are no better than poor countries. Our outcomes are no better than Cuba. In fact, Cuba with baby birth is better than America in its ultimate outcome on healthcare. Why will an intelligent nation, why would a nation of intelligent people allow themselves to be fooled by a corporatocracy that simply uses your sickness, your illness, your misfortune as a reason to enrich themselves because they can, because that economic system has no soul, no humanity. And they do it with a smile and they do it in beautiful buildings. And you walk into a hospital that you pay for that is very beautiful, but it is done at the expense of, for many people, the foreclosures of their homes if they have to use that beautiful building. And we accept it. I wrote this article uh, titled, uh, She Dumped Medicare Advantage, Still Healthy, She Went to Traditional and Affordable Medigap. Traditional Medicare and Affordable Medigap. And I figured this story, a lot of, I would get a lot of corroboration on this story at Daily Costs, a progressive site. It was going to be great. And one of the, uh, one of the, one of the things, uh, one of the people wrote 
Medicare Advantage plans can work out well for some folks. One must just be careful about a plan's network and what preauthorizations are required before getting care. Otherwise, one can get pretty badly scalded, as seen in this instance cited in this diary. Going with a Medigap policy also means one will need to get Part D plan to cover medications, which means another plan to research and sign up for, which some folks find bothersome. The flexibility offered by traditional Medicare and some supplemental insurance plus Plan D medication appeals to a great many people for good reason. So here it is, somebody that is accepting that traditional Medicare is really better and, you know, in the initial setup may take a bit more work because, again, we have a fraudulent system here that doesn't automatically give you coverage if you don't go ahead and sign up appropriately or that fools you. But at the same time, trying to give a qualified support for Medicare Advantage, there is none. There are others that have told me, well, you know, Medicare Advantage is working good for me. Okay. And I hear you. Medicare Advantage may be working good for you now. But these companies are for-profit companies whose sole uh, fiduciary responsibility is not to the patient, is not to the customer, but to the shareholders and the executives of that particular insurance company. If you notice, all whenever you sign up for Medicare Advantage, you're always a participant in a group and a group, every group has a particular group of statistics and all those statistics tells how good that group is performing. Did we deny enough coverage to people so that we could give our shareholders more money so that we could be more profitable? That's what those groups, those groups go up on a chart. The corporations take all these groups of Medicare advantages and say, okay, this group is making money. This group is making money. This group is not making money. We're going to cancel that group. This group is not making money. We're going to cancel that group. This group is making money. You may be in a group today that is making money, but then you may have a hundred people in that group that happen to get leukemia, that happen to get MS, that happens to get lupus in your group in the group that you're signed up in. And suddenly that group is overburdened. It's no longer profitable. You don't know when that's going to happen. But by then, you also start to become a bit sicker. And then because, you know, these plans were so good, right? You wouldn't have to re-up every year. Notice when you have Medicare Advantage, you have to re-sign up every year, right? You know why? Because a plan may no longer exist and they may ship you to another plan. Remember, this is not for you. It is, uh, it is ridiculous to ever say, I love my Medicare Advantage because your Medicare Advantage doesn't love you. They only love you if that group happens to be profitable. And that group can only be profitable if they are able to deny enough coverage, if most of you are healthy or they simply try to slow down payments out of your group. That is, the, that is the systemic nature of it. So while things may look good for some right now, 
ultimately it cannot stay that way. And what we're trying to inform people of is we can't just look at how things are today. You just don't live for today. You live for tomorrow. You live for the day after. And at any time, older folks who own their homes, who own some assets, whenever that bad luck in your group hits you, and it will, and there will be a time when change into some preferential group like Barbara or others that have called into the show no longer applies to you. And when that does occur, your, the birthright that you have in your home or other things that you would have hoped to have left for a previous, a next generation, it will be owned in the long run by the healthcare company. I always tell people for the masses, the masses don't get a chance to build wealth. The masses don't get a chance to build up a portfolio. Because ultimately, they're always chasing the next bill. Yeah, you may have 10% of Americans owning 90% of all the stocks in this country. But again, that leaves 90% of Americans ultimately in a position of potential pain. I am trying with our program here the best I can to tell folks, don't go for the pretty colors. Don't go for the snow job. Don't go for people who have an interest, not in your well-being, but just making a buck. It's not bad to make a buck. It's not wrong to make a buck. It's not wrong to want to make a profit. But my God, there are certain places where profit shouldn't be at the expense of your livelihood, your life, your well-being your savings, etc. And that is why I am so passionate about the Medicare Advantage issue. The amount of money they're still spending, you watch the commercials now, because in the next three months, they're trying to get as many more people to leave Medicare, standard traditional Medicare, and jump onto that Medicare Advantage bandwagon. And many are doing it because they make it so simple. I'll buy you some groceries. I'll, I'll pick you up to take you to the doctor. I'll do all these things until it's no longer profitable for me to do. Because do remember, when the way it works is for every person they take on, Medicare, your Medicare dollars that you've spent your life paying every single paycheck. They just get that in a lump sum every year and they take that money from the government. Talking about welfare, the biggest welfare recipients are those Medicare Advantage insurance companies. And we have average Americans defending this. Oh, I'm doing fine right now. We can't just look at what's working for us right now, but what's working for our brothers and sisters around the country. But what will happen to us when it no longer works anymore? Who will be there? Suppose we, when, when it stops working for us, suppose that other person that it's working for then says, well, hell, it's working for me, that it's not working for you now. Sorry. We have to be our brother's keeper because the corporate structure, the corporations are the corporate keepers and they do a good job at it. They do a good job 
of being the keepers of themselves. When are we going to stand up for we the people? Harry, come on in. And folks, give us a call, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. I would love to hear from you. Do you have a story? Do you want to tell us yours? Do you want to change a subject? Whatever you need. And by the way, these aren't all the subjects that we're going to talk about today. You can always go to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter for the four different topics we're going to talk about. But as usual, I cued in from what Brother Jack had to say. But come on in, Brother Harry. Come on in. Talk to me. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Buenos dias, hermano Alberto Willis. Buenos dias, como estas? Como estas? This this show is um, educational. And as you have been saying for the past several uh, minutes here, um, what you're saying is we have to get rid of Medicare, as Jack Van Dever would say, take advantage. And a shout out to Howard. Reynolds, um, happy birthday. I spoke to him yesterday on the business line. Um, and so well, hope, I want there to be many more happy birthdays for Howard and for Yui Berto and for Jack Vandever. But anyway, um, as Jack Vandever puts it, Medicare, take advantage. You're absolutely right, Berto. What you're saying is what Joe Biden has got to do if he gets a second term is pack that, expand that Supreme Court because it's six to three, as Jack Vandever said, against us, so that Supreme Court cannot do more damage like they've done by taking away um, affirmative action, by uh, striking down Roe v. Wade. And as far as, like I said, Medicare take advantage, you, the Democrats must hold the Senate, get more progressives voted in, and uh, the Democrats must get the House back. And uh, here in Texas, the Democrats must get the uh, Texas legislature back so they cannot harm the masses of the people who don't care about people. They just care about if you can't, they just care about profit. And if you can't afford to pay when you get real sick, um, then your Medicare advantages are going to work for you because they're not going to pay for your expensive procedure as you've talked about and eloquently uh, illustrated for us to understand. And so, uh, Democrats, you must get your message out there, get more progressives voted in that care about people so they cannot do this to us. Exactly. I mean, exactly, Harry, you're, 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 you nailed it. And that's why I, I, I keep on this subject all of the times. So, you know, a lot of people uh, constantly say, hey, I go to my doctor, it costs me nothing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. My thing is, uh, folks, uh, your, your, your lack of pain today, wait till tomorrow. And the thing about it is, uh, if, if, if you don't have us doing what we're doing right now, ultimately it affects us all. It It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, we, we got, you know, and, and again, what, what we try to do, um, Harry is to inform, inform and inform anybody yeah. who thinks 
any of these insurance companies are trying to do something nice for them just does not understand our economic system. And all I'm trying to do yeah. is make sure people understand our system. And in doing so, and, and again, these insurance companies are not doing anything illegal at all. They're following the rules of our economic system. Their, their, their fiduciary responsibility is to maximize the profits of their shareholders. That's the job of the executives. And the corporate executive's job, that's what they were hired for, is to maximize the profits of the shareholders. Their job isn't to be nice to customers. Likewise, their bonuses, their bonuses are dependent on their level of profit maximization for their for their shareholders. And the byproduct or rather the, the widgets to accomplish that are the people. So whenever you hear somebody say, I love my Medicare Advantage or I love my insurance company or I love that, it is tantamount to you saying, I love my enslaver. Because again, yeah. they control you they control your well-being. And unless we understand that concept, you know, they will continue to have the ability to screw us. Thank you very much for the call, yeah. Harry. Yes, um, that you're just saying there is Milton Freeman economics. That, that is Milton. Milton Friedman yeah, said it. Everybody can go to Wikipedia right now, Harry. Uh, Harry, everybody can go to Wikipedia right now. Look up, look up uh, um, Milton Friedman and look up what he told. He said corporations have no social responsibility. The, a corporate executive's sole responsibility is, a fidu is this fiduciary responsibility to the shareholder. That's not me saying it. Right. That's what the master right of capitalism said so thank you harry you have a wonderful day welcome aboard texas welcome aboard texas blue bonnet welcome aboard eric hayes welcome aboard demand a better world and melanie keelan leo come on in yes um i was just trying to bring um attention to the point that there's not much talk about pre-existing conditions yes and the insurance companies have really taken advantage of people in the past on pre-existing conditions, and that could possibly come back if uh, we do away with, for example, the Affordable Care Act. And uh, uh, I think that people need to focus a lot more on the pre-existing condition thing, because especially people that have cancer and, and other diseases that might creep back later in their life, well, they, the insurance company can say, well, we're not going to cover you because you've already had that as a pre-existing condition. And you're, you're left with basically nothing. Uh, cancer treatments cost tens of thousands of dollars per treatment. You know, um, thank you for bringing that, Leo. Let me tell you what's important. First of all, let me just say my personal being, you know, I've already informed my family if I get some sort of an illness that will require a lot of monies out of our, our, our account, 
Um, and first of all, if I am cognizant, if I am cognizant of mind, I will not do it. I'm telling folks on air right now, I will not do it. I will live my life out until the, the body says no mas, but I refuse. I refuse to give everything that I've worked for for decades to a few people who we, our government, through our horrendous voting records, have given to these people to take back our wealth, to provide it to a few. A few times ago, and I'm coming to your subject on pre-existing conditions, but I want people to understand this. This is our doing. We have decided, unlike many other countries, to allow our health care to be the mechanism to transfer the wealth of the masses to corporate, the people who own these health insurance companies, these hospital companies, etc. It is time for us to educate ourselves and get rid of it. With respect to what Leo has to say about pre-existing conditions, when Obamacare was passed, one of the major, major points that, is, that a lot of people didn't realize about it is it removed that clause that, uh, uh, that insurance companies could deny you coverage based on you having had some sort of a disease before. But they are always caveats to how that they write into laws so that they can get around it. In the case of Medicare, uh, whenever they give Medicare Advantage, which isn't Medicare, it is paid for by Medicare, but it's private insurance. They have allowed the, they have allowed all kinds of ways to write your Medicare Advantage plan that you have to come out of pocket and pay for a lot of things if it gets too much for the insurance company. Remember, that's not for you. The insurance company is there to make money on your sickness. The insurance company for Medicare Advantage is there to simply collect your Medicare dollars that you paid for with your paycheck decade after decade. Then the Medicare Advantage company gets a big check for you every year that came from the money you paid. The insurance you bought from your government, the Medicare Advantage insurance company takes from your government to fatten themselves and their shareholders and their executives. You see, people don't know how this stuff runs, Leo. They don't understand how this stuff runs. So then they buy all the crap they see on TV. Oh, get Medicare Advantage. We'll buy you groceries. They aren't buying you a damn thing. That is your money. Every year, if you sign up with that company, they get a check from the government. That private insurance company administering your Medicare Advantage gets a check from the United States government that you paid for. You're in and you're out. You're in and you're out every time you got a wage. And they want to make you believe like they're doing you a favor or like you're a moose, a, a, a sucker on the tit of the government. No, you, the American people work so hard and their, their monies are taken in such esoteric manners in which they don't understand. And then they, at the same time, they try the corporate sector would like you to believe that you are begging for what you have constantly 
paid for. It's a ripoff, people. But they, they do these things in forms that we don't understand, and we should. Leo, anything else you want to add before I continue? No, I just wanted to bring that, that point across because I think it needed a little bit more light put on it. You are absolutely right, sir. And thank you so kindly for bringing that uh, for me to you know, further highlight that. Folks, there's one. Thank you, Leo. There's one way to get around that, uh, that, that, um, that thing about uh, pre-existing condition. And it's simple. The reason they don't like it is in complexity gives you the ability. Anarchy, right? Anarchy. Or uh, let me not talk anarchy. Let me talk entropy. Uh, it is e- if there's a lot of chaos, it is easy for those who create the chaos to profit from that chaos. Okay, it is easy when there is chaos to profit from that chaos. How do we eliminate chaos from healthcare? We eliminate all the health insurance companies. We have one single payer, the government. We don't ever have to pay those big advertising costs. We don't ever have to pay for a whole bunch of databases. We don't have to ever confuse people about signing for this part A, part B, what is C, what is part D, what is Medigap, all those complications. Get rid of all of that. If you get rid of all of that, you have something that is simple. Everybody pays your Medicare taxes when they become 65 or disabled. We, the people, for all that we have paid into the system, get our health care with a card. It's not, and this is not something that we are just talking about. This is done in Canada. This is done in Germany. This is done in Israel. This is done everywhere. Right. You don't have people losing their homes in Canada. You don't have people losing their homes, even in Great Britain, even as the private sector is trying to infiltrate the great NHS that Britain used to have. That's what it was. And no, Eric, it's only a word salad that I'm talking about. If you decide to close your mind and continue to be hoodwinked by the private sector's uh, Medicare Advantage, healthcare industry. If you decide, my dear brother Eric Hayes on the chat, if you decide that you're going to continue to allow them to mislead you and not allow you to critically think, you just called what I said word salad, my brother. You tell me what words in what I said is incorrect or is what form of word salad, sir. Please let me know. I'll be more than happy to, to, to apologize for a word salad if I've given any. But you know what? You can. Johnny, come on in, my brother. And folks, give me a call, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Johnny, you're on. Just because so-called private health insurance companies are operating legally, that doesn't mean what they do is lawful nor ethical. They're the ones, the private insurance industry, they're the ones who have made the law what it is. They lobbied Congress people and bribed the crap out of them in order to get the law written to favor their business practice. 
We don't need private for-profit CEOs and their expensive office furniture and their tall high-rises in Manhattan to administer health care. I get hurt. I, I come down with illness. I go to the doctor. I go to the emergency room. And if we had universal health care, like other modern countries do, the bill would be paid single-payer style. You show your Social Security number, your citizenship card or whatever, and it's done. There's no redundancies in trying to verify who I am, what I am, where I'm from, and all that other crap. All these administrative costs. Don't forget the business model. Right now, it's 17%. In other words, out of every 100 people who make claims every day with, uh, for health care with insurance companies, they get to uh, cancel 17 of those claims, deny 17 of those claims. That's not to say it's going to stay at that level. It's going to go up. I guarantee it. That's because that's how Republicans, that's how they operate. You give them an inch, they take a goddamn mile. And that's where we're headed right now. As soon as they reach that threshold, uh, there will be no more Medicare as we know it. It will be all private. It will be advantage. You know, it, it is it is funny because the reason, and I repeat this ad nauseum for our new listeners, uh, the reason Medicare existed is that older people require more care. And what insurance companies want to do is limit your care because that they're making a bet that you are that you are not going to get sick and you are making a bet that you are going to get sick. And that's why we buy insurance. It's a bet. Right. Well, I mean, it, it, it's sad that we a lot we, we bring bets into uh, that. We bring bets into health care. We shouldn't. We shouldn't bring bets into healthcare. Uh, hold on a second. Eric says calling companies or opponents murderers or thugs because you don't like them is a word salad. That's not a word salad. That's a statement of fact. A murdering is 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 killing somebody. Is causing the or I should say manslaughter is causing that knowingly cause, doing something that causes the death of somebody else. Yes, the people in 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 Austin right now, they are they qualify under that definition of murdering. It's not, I'm not asking for your approval of calling the people who deny their citizens coverage murderers. I made that claim and there is an economist who, who found one of my articles uh, on, on, uh, on Daily Coast and decided, yes, Egberto, I think that is how we should start referring to these people causing the deaths of their citizens. Unfortunately, politicians qualify for immunity, not immunity, but they are, they, are, they are absolved from being able to be charged. Go ahead, Johnny, before I go to the next call. No, I've said all I need to say. It's a matter of common sense. Just go to, uh, to not just Alberto Willis. If you don't believe him, go to Tom Hartman. Go to the guy who's uh, in charge of the, uh, what's Alex Lawson. Look up Alex Lawson. He, he lays out excellently. Go to Bernie Sanders. He lays it out. There are people out there that, that are credible, that have been around way longer than me. If you don't believe me and Egberto, do your own fact-checking. Don't call Egberto word salad, Christ's sakes. Thank you, my brother. Uh, you have a wonderful rest of your day. Uh, let's go to Brian real quick. Come on in, Brian. Thank you, sir. Brian, come on in. Brian, you're on. Yeah. Yeah, all I got was a dial tone. Yeah, you get, you're on now. Okay, uh, I don't know anything about uh, healthcare advantage, but I wouldn't listen to Tom Hartman uh, if he said cross the street. 
That's fine. Okay. I mean, that's a that's a good thing about uh, about choice. You have the choice to listen or not. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the healthcare advantage. I don't know if it's mandatory or not. I have healthcare coverage through the VA administration. Okay, medical. Mine, mine's covered. So uh, it's been compared that uh, VA is like social medicine. It is. It is socialized medicine. By definition, the VA, by definition, is socialized medicine. And you know why it's socialized medicine? Because it is something that uh, as a as a as a somebody who served our country. And by the way, you are my hero for having served the country. Uh, but uh, we give you as a service person socialized medicine, period. That's what it is. You don't pay for it uh, uh, through the regular means. We all pay for it through general taxes, which I, I would pay for over and over again. There's not a problem. That is how healthcare should work. Continue, my friend. Okay. If you make $54,000 or less, your coverage is free. If you make 56000 you pay like $1,000 a year. Okay. If you make more than like, say, $500,000, mm-hmm. you have to pay like $3,000 a month. Yes. So that's not socialized. That no, no, it is. Let me, let, me, let me explain why it is socialized. Because it is still subsidized by our tax dollars. Now, what I would, what I would like to do, my brother, is get rid of it, get rid of all these subpayments altogether. Remember, it used to be not that way. The reason they have all these subpayments now is every time we got into a budgetary issue, they find a way to sock it to people a bit more as opposed to just going ahead and do what they need to do with our medical sphere, which is have all our med- have one entire risk pool for the entire country and that all our taxes, you know, we have the Medicare tax right now, increase the Medicare tax by, by, by a bit. And that way, people don't have to buy private insurance and everybody gets care. No executives get millions of dollars. No, uh, no shareholders get billions of dollars. But all that money goes into healthcare. Socialized medicine is, has, is what works all over the world. And the reason why is when you're sick, Brian, you don't have a choice. Continue, sir. No, that was, that was my only point. Okay, well, look, thank you, Brian. I mean, I, all I want to tell you, first of all, is I am I am just you called here and talked about the VA. Thank you, because we get a chance to put into perspective what a good medical system is. And anybody who after they fight to get service into the VA, but get into the VA, they ultimately like it. But thank you, Brian, for calling as usual. Uh, you know, you're one of our daily callers and I enjoy talking to you. You have a wonderful rest of your day, sir. Thank you. You too. All right. Anyway, um, let me just say, folks, um, the VA is uh, is one of the models. The part of the model that I don't agree with is where anybody, whether you're a billionaire or whatever, has to pay anything for the medical services. What I do want, what I do want is for our Medicare taxes, which is at three percent right now, to go up substantially. But then that would eliminate all premiums that we currently pay in private health care. What that would do is that would raise a whole lot of money 
so that every single American citizen can just go with a card to their hospital and get care. They never have to worry about paying a bill. People say, well, that'll overwhelm the system. Not really. Uh, the system will adjust to the health of America. I don't know about you. I never want to go to the doctor. I never want to just go take medicine. I just want to be healthy. Nothing more. The only reason we have private health insurance companies is because somebody decided that they could use the government welfare. The corporate sector decided they could use the government welfare to make a dollar. And ultimately, they have taken away the homes of millions. They have taken away the wealth of millions into the pockets of a few. You go take a look at Wall Street and see how they're dancing about, uh, about all the money these insurance companies are making, all the monies that they're all making. That's not their money. That's the money that they've stolen from you will, willingly. And until we get, until we get, and folks, I didn't cover all the subjects I meant to cover today. Please go to politicsunright.com slash newsletter. All the links to some great videos are there and, and articles that we were going to talk about today on the program. But I needed to take this opportunity with this passion uh, on this particular issue. So thank you so kindly. Anyway, let's jump to Brother Howard, birthday boy, and then uh, Jack. Well, thank you there, Egberto. I was going to tell you that one of the reasons why we have such a mess in healthcare is because we have healthcare insurance. That's yes. it. If you eliminate healthcare insurance entirely, yeah, their prices are going to come down. You bet they will because no one can afford them. Yes. So that's the reason why it's such a mess. And now they're wanting to start it for pet healthcare too. Oh, Lord. As if yeah. your vet bill isn't enough. It's like, oh, well, we're going to have insurance so the vets can charge like 10 times more and get paid, which is just crazy. But anyway, uh, it's going to be a good birthday. We've got uh, the Rockin' Friday edition of the Great Wide Open coming up. Jack and I will be taking your requests at 930. I've already got a bunch of requests lined up for some folks. Uh, one of our board members uh, sent in a list of requests. So <laughs> some of those, which we will do. And uh, some of them are going to be very interesting. I can tell you that. That's about it. For me. How about you, Jack? What you got? Well, uh, Mr. Abbott's refusal to take and administer Medicaid shows he would rather the poor suffer and die. Yeah, Ab exactly. Absolutely, folks. I got to get out of here. Look, folks, I want to thank Howard. Happy birthday, Howard. You are so loved out here. Uh, thank you, Jack. Thank you, everybody that called in. Thank you, all our listeners. Hey, I want more of you to call in, on, especially on these subjects. I want to hear your stories. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. Love you all. You know how I get out of here. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.